Motivation, hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into Go Sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com discount code BRUNO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code BRUNO. GoSleeves.com discount code BRUNO. Relax, let's have some fun out here. This game's fun, okay? If you've missed a minute of Sports from the Sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the SiriusXM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Hear former All-Stars Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. Rockies broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss Sports from the Sidelines, available now on the SiriusXM app. Search Sidelines. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top-quality hand sanitizer and all-natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S., we offer super portable one-ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super-sized pump bottles for home and office, and protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code RADIO for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code RADIO. The skills you develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you a head start on your career. Gain practical experience with technology and equipment that will give you a leg up in the civilian world. Learn critical leadership skills and to be part of a team. Serve your community and your country part-time while earning money for an education. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn about the paid training and career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember... Stay home. Leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well. Exercise and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com slash COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19.
Thanks, coronavirus, for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. Listen to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and with the Sirius XM app. Off the air, we were talking about how, what would the government be involved, if at all, in any of the sports being going on the air? And you asked me to get a hold of somebody. I found somebody who is a huge fan of the show. I didn't even realize he was following me or was a huge fan. And Harry Mays. How can that be? This man works at the White House. No, it's not Donald Trump. And he follows us? And he follows us on Twitter. And you know why? Because he grew up in this area, and his grandfather was a Philly Hall of Fame baseball player, played for the Phillies. The Pirates managed the Pirates to World Series. Danny Murtaugh. Oh, yeah. Remember Danny yeah, Murtaugh? Sure, 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 One of the sure. great managers in baseball history. His grandson grew up in Philly, went to Temple, and his name is Tim Murtaugh. And he's on the line with us right now. Tim, how are you, man? I'm doing well, guys. Good afternoon. Wow, what an intro. Thanks, thanks very much. Now, you know, I, I appreciate that. I didn't realize that you were, I didn't realize you were Danny Murtaugh's grandson. And yeah. obviously we know Danny. If you're old school and the Pirates, and unfortunately Danny Murtaugh passed away before he had a chance to coach the We Are Family uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in 79. But that, that whole era of the 70s with the Pittsburgh Pirates was just phenomenal. And Danny was there a couple times. Yeah, they, they had some great teams, and he had some great players. You know, first among them, of course, has got to be Roberto Clemente and Absolutely. Willie Stargell and Bill Mazeroski. Those are the three Hall of Famers that he had. But he also had some, some great players, Dick Grote, um, uh, Bill Verdon, uh, Vernon Law. They're really, really some great players. That whole 1971 team, uh, Al Oliver, was fantastic. And uh, really some historic moments. Two World Series titles, 1960 and 1971, both against uh, overwhelming favorites against the Yankees in 60 and the Orioles in 71 and still beat them. Some really great historic moments. And, um, you know, as a, as a rookie in 1941 with the Phillies, he led the National League in stolen bases. Guess how many? Any idea? Uh, 50? Uh, it was a different era. 18. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, then we're back in that era now. You know, yeah. we had that yeah. one era where guys are still the 50, 60, 70 bases. Now if a guy skills 10 bases, he gets a bonus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, time's coming. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. Yeah, analytics so, don't yeah, like stolen it bases. Great, it was a great way to grow up and be a kid and have grandpa running a baseball team. Yeah. That's got to be awesome. awesome, growing up in a baseball fight. So yeah. then you, you've moved on, and now you're in the political world. So how do you transition from your dad being, you know, your granddad and then your family? You grew up here in the Philly area. You went to Temple. And so is that mm-hmm. how you heard about Harry and I, and then you've made the transition, and now you're the communications director for the President of the United States? <laughs> well, I mean, it was a long path to get there. That, that's true. And I'm, I hesitate to tell you what year I graduated from Temple. That will date me a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I was a reporter for a while, and I, I'd always wanted to do uh, play-by-play. But my first job, I was a finalist for a play-by-play job in Oregon and didn't get it. And my only other job option was for a radio station in Virginia doing the news. And from there, I just got into TV news, and then I started covering politics. And then I jumped and started working in politics. And, you know, many years later, here I am working. And I work for the president's campaign, not actually inside the White House, so I'm still on the political side. 
just, you know, everybody takes a different path. Mine happened to lead me into politics. How did you stumble across our show? Well, I'm a Philly guy. I've still, I've always uh, been um, uh, a Philly area. I'm still a Pirates fan, but I'm a huge Eagles fan, Flyers fan, Sixers fan, and you know, I care about the Phillies, but I'm, I'm mostly a Pirates fan as when it comes to baseball. Still a big Temple fan, and I, I see you guys on Twitter, and I, I know I know what everything that the Philly-related sports media is up to. So I've, I've kept track, and, you know, you guys are worth paying attention to. I hope you know that. <laughs> well, thanks. No, we're having fun. And it's great to be back on nationally. You know, we did a lot of local radio. I've done a lot of network stuff, and the Harry and I are back on Sirius XM and on SB Nation and on Twitch. So there's so many ways and you know that as a communications director for, any, for a campaign, it's all about getting the uh, eyes and ears, noses and throats of people out there in, in every sphere. You know, the Internet, social media. I mean, that's, that's how you make it happen, and that's, that's important for all of us. Yeah, it is, and that's why, you know, it's really such a pleasure to work for President Trump. He, he has a mastery of social media like no one, no, like, well, no one, like no one has ever seen, anybody has ever seen it. And uh, he's got, I don't know what, 77 million Twitter followers now, and anything, anything that we put on the campaign social media channels, uh, it's got his name on it, of course, it, it just generates huge buzz. We're doing, uh, pro, during this whole coronavirus crisis where everybody's working from home, every single night at 8 o'clock across all of our social media channels, on the Trump campaign, we do original programming, and every show has gotten more than a million unique viewers, and some of them over two and a half million. And, uh, you know, if we were on the Nielsen ratings chart there, we'd be crushing CNN. <laughs> or pretty much everybody else, for that matter. Now, of yeah. course, well, one yeah, thing I need you to do for me, though, Tim, and that, of course, mm -hmm. is to get uh, President Trump to follow me. I mean, if he follows me, then we blow up the show, and then we're really, <laughs> really going to the next level. Yeah, I mean, that's a tall order. He only, there's a very small number of accounts that he follows, and, and uh, it's only like in the, in the 40s. Like, he's got 40 some accounts that he follows. That's so an outrage. How can I not be in his top 50? Does he know who I am? I interview, actually, I interviewed, because I've been fortunate in my career doing mostly sports, but I, I've interviewed four previous presidents, and if you count Donald Trump, I interviewed him at, at Lake mm -hmm. Tahoe. Uh, at, well, the, at, the Ameri match. at the American yeah. Century Celebrity Classic when I was working in California. Robin and I, she wasn't there. It was a year before I met Robin. And, and Donald Trump then, the celebrity, was playing in that tournament. And so I was mm. there on the first tee box, and he came over and he gave us a couple minutes. Mark Willard and I got to interview Donald Trump then. Little did we know he would become the president. So can I count that as five presidents? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think okay. that counts for sure. Right. Yeah. Then he should um, be following well, you know me then. <laughs> well, I can, you know what? I can put in a word. But I certainly can't prompt that. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I am a, I'm a keyboard warrior, I guess. I saw that was trending yesterday, keyboard warrior. And I don't know what yeah. any of this stuff means. I have to go and look for it. Like Space Force is, tr is trending now. And so mm -hmm. I guess the Space for Force flag was unveiled today, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing. You know, I mean, people I think people on the left and the Democrats like to, to mock that. But I mean, seriously, this is actually the next frontier. Right. I mean, people people don't laugh at the idea of nations having militaries. Why not have an, an organization that is devoted to the nation's interests in outer space? I mean, clearly outer space is reachable. We all know that. Why not? have a division of the military dedicated to that. It just makes perfect sense, especially as we move further into the 21st century. It's actually just a forward-looking idea. They can laugh if they want to, but it's a, it's a pretty serious thing. 
Tim, this is Miss Robin. I actually was reading an article about how um, certain medications and certain other things can be developed in space because of the, um, the, the environment that's in there. So there's all sorts of possibilities. Uh, it's not just like a space force as in an army out there. It's about being uh -huh. able to develop things out there, right? Sure. Yeah, and you have to. You want to be able to have a presence and a good, uh, safe presence in space. And a lot of that has been done on the International Space Station. But look, if you just look at China and how China is trying to dominate the 21st century, there's every reason to expect that they're going to try to dominate outer space as well. Much the same way where there was the space race uh, in the 1960s between the United States and the Soviet Union, China would love to have dominance in outer space in the 21st century. And so the United States has to do everything that it can to make sure that, because we know the Chinese want the 21st century to be the Chinese century, much the way the 20th century was the American century. And so there's no way that President Trump is going to take a backseat to China and let our policies uh, allow China to get ahead. And that's one of the main points that we're making. It's a key difference between him and Joe Biden. You're not saying it the right way. You've got to do China. 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 <laughs> China. Harry's got it down. I can't get it yeah. down, though. Now, Tim, obviously sports is important. I know the president wants sports to get back. He wants everybody to get back, and, and people will do their own interpretations of what he means. But the guidelines are out there. We're seeing Georgia. We're seeing Florida, Florida inviting teams. There's going to be sports in Florida this weekend. Arizona, too. Arizona UFC is going to have their third card on Saturday night. And then Sunday, you got Darlington and South Carolina. And so that's got to be encouraging, even though there's a lot of pushback and so-called resistance to getting uh, – where I mentioned the Lakers are going to go into their practice facility on Saturday. So that's got to be a good sign. And all the people who don't want sports to come back until there's a vaccine, and most of those people are in the sports business. And that's the part I never seem to understand. Yeah, look, the president has insisted that we've got to get the economy back open again. And sports is a big part of it, not just, you know, as an economic driver in the communities where these professional sports teams are, but also it's, it's a big part of Americans' everyday life. You know, wow. Americans are, are great, yeah, are great sports fans. Well, I remember back in, uh, I wrote a paper about this. Back in, I don't remember World War II, but I wrote a paper about how baseball continued through World War II, and President Roosevelt thought that it was very important for the nation's morale that baseball continue. So I, I think it would be great. The sooner the better, the sooner, and it has to be safe, of course. But the president, I know the president has been talking uh, to officials with all the professional leagues, and I think that uh, he has plans to continue that. And the guidelines are there. You're exactly right. And it's, it was so important to get these sports back up, just as it is for the rest of the economy. Look, we all know that the economy was doing just great, just great, better than anybody had ever seen, uh, before it was artificially interrupted by the coronavirus. And part of getting things back open again is knowing, of course, for when it's safe, but understanding that no one, no one can look around and see what's happening in this country economically and think, you know what, this is fine. We can do this for indefinitely. You know, it doesn't really matter. No, we got to get back open again. And sports is key. You know, I mean, I think it is, it's very beneficial to the Pirates to have been idle for this long because they're still tied for first place. Um, but that is not a reason not to start the season. I think we got to get going. Yeah, I mean, that, the was, a pirate, that was a Pirates joke. Uh, I know, I got it, I got it. I, listen, you know, the Pirates have a great franchise and great history. Yeah. You know, we talk yeah. about Danny Murtaugh, your grandfather, and I didn't realize that. I should have put two and two, but there's a lot of Murtaugh's. I mean, that's, that's a pretty common Irish name. Is it? I don't have an encounter too many people. No, but I mean, I, when I saw your name and I saw you were following me, I didn't know... You know, I, I, it did, I didn't even put two and two together that, you're, that you were in the Danny Murtaugh family. 
But then he grew up yeah, in Chester, right? Didn't he grow up in the Chester, Pennsylvania yeah, area? Chester, right outside of Philly. And uh, I grew up in Delaware County also uh, near uh, Ridley. I went to Ridley High School. Wow. Delco, man. Delco in the it. house again. What is it with all these Delco people <laughs> all over the it. world, man? Yeah. What high school? What high school? Well, Tim, you know, this is great stuff, and I'm, I really appreciate you joining us. And we got to get the president on the show, though, because I interviewed him before he was the president. And now I want to make it because I've had Ronald Reagan, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush, the, the junior, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Carter, and Donald Trump before he was president. Right. So I got to confirm, mm-hmm. make that locked in. And then I've interviewed Al Gore, and I interviewed uh, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Oh, Quayle and he yeah. even spelled oh, some yeah. words. I even asked him how to spell words for me, and he nailed them. <laughs> so, I mean, we've done all this stuff. Sure. So I've, I, I love, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to interview. And I like talking to all the people, regardless of whether it's sports or entertainment mm-hmm. or politics. And it would be awesome if we could get on the, on the program. Yeah. Well, you know, the president's a big sports fan. He used to own the New Jersey Generals. I'm sure you remember. Right. Absolutely. I think he's trying to forget that, though. USFL. Anytime somebody well, brings that up, though. But you know who's still a big supporter of the president on the team is Herschel Walker. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I'll tell you who's not one. I just found out today. I saw the story. Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Rory McIlroy, for God's sake. What about him? What well, about you know, Rory? they played together, and I guess when he played with President Trump. He put something out on social media. He put media. something out, you know, the social media saw that he was playing, and he said it was nice to play with the president. And he got blasted. And then he got blasted yeah. by all the people. How dare you play with the president of the United right. States? And so he had to right. walk it back, and now he's saying, well, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I, I wouldn't play with him again. Because right. I don't want anybody. So I'm going to root against Rory McIlroy <laughs> this Sunday. weekend. On Sunday. I'm betting against him. Even Ricky though I like Fowler. Dustin. I'm going for Ricky Fowler and some guy that I've never Matthew heard of. Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf. My money's on that pair. Yeah. That's just that. You get the hell out of our country, Rory. Go back to Ireland and fade away on those, in those fairways as the shrouded clouds come in and the miserable weather conditions that you have to play in in that godforsaken place. In the British Isles. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Now, before anybody gets all upset, your equal opportunity, you would have, if Biden wanted to come on, you would have I, him on I, too. I yeah. Most of the politicians that I've interviewed have been Democrats. Yeah. So I don't care about political parties. It's the president of the United States, for exactly. God's sake. Exactly. Jesus. We got, we got to get confirmation that the show is being aired in the White House. It should be. That's what I'm saying. I want to. Can you put one oh, of the big screens? You know, I know the president. Well, we, on social we're convinced media. he is because we have uh, we've said stuff on the show and then heard it back yes. uh, through various channels through the White House later. So we're convinced that it is. Well, being the president has there. his own Twitch channel. We have our Twitch channel. Yeah. Maybe he could like host our show one day oh, on his Twitch <laughs> channel. What do you call it? Ghost. Ghost host. Ghost host the show. How great would that be? Yeah. <laughs> Tim's got no comment. I know. I, know. Yeah, I, know. Well, I, think, I was going to say, I think they pipe your show through the hallways in the West Wing there. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm sure <laughs> they do, yeah. yeah. And in they the listen ba- to it in the Situation Room. And the Situation Room and in the basement of the Alamo Dome, I think, is also. And the Alamo in San Antonio, I believe, were big down there as well. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tim, it's great to talk to you. I know the president wants to do it. And, you know, the bottom line is this. The governors are, are all making their own decisions. They're guidelines set by, I guess, the CDC and the White House. But you see it. All these different states, they're not being told what to do from Washington, are they? They're following what they believe in their own states is the right thing to do. So I don't know how anybody can have, uh, have that kind of a problem. Yeah, I mean, there are guidelines, certainly, and I think standards that have to be met, but... 
by and large, governors pull the levers in their own communities. But, you know, I think really who's more in charge, really, than even the governors is the people in those states. And I think we know that people are starting to get fed up and they want to get back to work. They want to get this economy moving again. We weren't made to just sit around idle for six, nine months or, or a year or however long some of these people envision. we got to get going again. And that includes professional sports. It really does. And college sports and, and the whole thing. I mean, people are going to be wondering, it's not too far ahead of us to start thinking about college football and the right. NFL as well. And so, you know, that's, that, those are very real things. And those not only are they morale boosters and, and fun and important <clears throat> to the fabric of college towns and pro sports towns and all of that, people across the whole country, they're also huge economic drivers for those communities. I mean, think about it if you're a college town. If you, let's say, State College PA. And right. suddenly you can't count on 110,000 people coming for, what, uh, six, seven Saturdays in the fall anymore. What happens to the local economy in that part of Pennsylvania? It's devastating, right? So, no, we hear you. And you know what? In Temple football, all the football programs, I mean, obviously it's college sports. A lot of coaches are, are worried about it, too. And I, I saw the one comment this morning. Uh, from the, the coach at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley yeah. saying there's no way that they're going to get kids back in practice by June 1st on college campuses. That's a logical, smart way to deal with this. Everybody wants to get back, but Lincoln Riley, you know, he's pretty big, big deal oh, in Oklahoma. Yeah. He's the head coach. He says, not so fast, my friends. We're not going to have mm. the kids back. You know, June 1st is two weeks away. So there are people are being smart about this. Nobody's just throwing people up against the wall and saying, you've got to play whether you want to or not. So I think it's being handled properly, and that's all you want. Yeah, it's got to be safe for sure. But And, again, not every place is exactly the same. What's happening in New York City is not going to be the case as what's happening in Oklahoma or Florida or anywhere else in the country. It's hard to, it's hard to compare um, one region to another or one city or even one part within a state to another part within that same state. A lot of, the, a lot of this stuff is, is uh, subjective in the localities. But one thing is, is true also. The longer we stay closed, the more likely it is that there's also health problems associated with economic downturns that last a long time, right. even on top of what the coronavirus would bring. So, you know, we, the, the president is an optimistic guy. He sees a light at the end of the tunnel, and we've got to get cranking back up again. Americans know that this was an unprecedentedly strong economy before it got interrupted by the coronavirus, and we can get back there again, and President Trump is determined to see to that. Tim Murtaugh breaking it down. Appreciate you checking in, Tim. It's great, yeah, to, great to finally really get to talk to you. I mean, I, I did not put two and two together when I saw you were following me. And then I said, Harry, he went to Temple and he's following us, and he's the communications director for the Trump campaign. Well, what do you know about that? Awesome. <clears throat> Funny that the, the Temple uh, Alumni Magazine hasn't checked in with me to see, uh, you know, write a story about one of their uh, alums uh, holding a high-profile job like that. I wonder why that is. That's true. I, I would yeah. think my, I would uh, contact uh, the Philadelphia mayor, I think, and find out what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't. I'm not getting into yeah. politics. I just no. have to have well, some when fun. When we last saw him, he was he was doing a little dance to celebrate Philadelphia being a sanctuary. Absolutely, city. and nobody dances yeah. better than he does. I love him on Second Street. I go down there all the time. Whenever I'm on Two Street, I'm doing the Mummer Strut with our great Philadelphia mayor, Jim King. <laughs> Uh, Tim, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Good Great. luck. I appreciate it, guys. Harry, Tony, thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you very Tim. much. There he is, Tim Murtaugh. Wow. Who How knew? I mean, about he's, that? He's right. You know, all but these... imagine, though, gro growing up where your grandfather is the manager. Well, first of all, he's a Hall of Fame baseball mm -hmm. player. He's in the Hall of Fame, Danny Murtaugh. 